Today, I am very happy to be joined by Rob Schmenz with Stossel in the Classroom. Rob, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Dave. Great. Well, um, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and then also tell us what is Stossel in the Classroom? Sure. I'm a retired New York City high school teacher. I taught for 21 years in a New York City public school, um, social studies and economics and journalism. I taught. I used much of John's materials when I was a teacher and had this opportunity to write curriculum for uh, his DVDs while he was still uh, producing DVDs for teachers. And now we're mostly streaming. But to back that up a little bit, John Stossel uh, is well known. He was on ABC 2020 with Barbara Walters. He left that, moved to his own show uh, on Fox News, Fox Business called Stossel. And uh, his goal with creating Stossel in the classroom was he was hearing from a lot of teachers saying, your specials are great. I'd love to find a way to get copies of them to use them in my classroom. And that's where it began with with John's hour long specials that aired on ABC and uh, eventually began, uh, eventually moved to uh, short segments from his Stossel show on Fox. And now we're using his videos that he's producing for social media. Excellent. So, uh, you know, you mentioned that, that Mr. Stossel um, is pretty well known from his his work in, in journalism. Um, when did Stossel in the Classroom as an organization start? Well, initially it was in, in, the, in the classroom media, and that was... 1998 1999 wow. okay All and right. uh, some years later it morphed into Stossel in the classroom I think it probably got that name around 2006 2007 okay broke out on its own as a nonprofit. fantastic well obviously we're here today to talk about the um scholarships that Stossel in the classroom offers um I guess before we go into those details, let's just talk a little bit more history. Uh, how long has Stossel in the Classroom been offering scholarships? From what I know, it's almost since 2007. I think wow. they probably started right away. I haven't really looked that deeply. Um, I know it's about seven years ago we started uh, a, a segment, a video contest as well. Mm -hmm. But the... Uh, the essay contest had always been just one prompt. Okay. And two years ago, we tried three and we were thrilled with their responses. It appealed to more teachers and more students. And this year we went with four, partly because we've got so many people putting in ideas mm -hmm. that it's hard to say, wow, that, that idea is great, but we can't use it because uh -huh, it's, right. it's too many. So now we're, we're, we're running with what, what we get that are solid ideas. Fantastic. Well, let's talk a little bit about just kind of the nuts and bolts. Um, of course, everybody needs to know the entry deadline is March 22nd, 2024. And there are um, essentially two different contests running concurrently. One is an essay contest, and then the other is a video contest. Now, they both have the same prompts, correct? Yes, sir. They do. Can a student enter both, or do they need to choose one or the other? Yes, we, we've been trying to make it very clear that students can enter both. Okay. That's probably one of the uh, biggest questions we get. And would a student be able to essentially use their essay as kind of the voiceover for the video, or does it need to be completely original? 
it it can be connected. We we rate them differently. We have different people rating them. Um, what we we want. I think if you're reading your essay, it's probably not a, a winning video. But if, you, if you're interviewing someone and they're giving some of that information or you're using it as the background for uh, some kind of video display, I, I'm sure that would be fine. We, we have some creative ones. We have a lot of people questioning whether or not the student has to be on camera and, and, and the students don't. They don't need okay. to be on camera. Okay, great. That's, that's good to know. Well, we'll talk about the prompts in just a minute, but I, I first want to let's focus in first on the essay contest um, portion of this. So there are two divisions, a high school and a middle school division. And for middle school, um, it's that's as young as actually uh, fifth grade, correct? Yes, we, we were doing it by ages for a while, but that kind of got confusing and we said well let's uh, specific we had teachers writing and saying we'd love to participate but our students couldn't or too young and they can't uh -huh. compete with high schoolers so we we created that separate middle school category we're going to continue to do that maybe make it even larger next year wow okay that's great um i'll mention that um in both the high school and middle school division first prize is twenty five hundred dollars and then there are multiple prizes beyond that um, I'll also mention that teachers also are eligible to win prizes. How does that work? So we've got different levels of prizes for teachers. For every um, student who enters, they get a, essentially a ticket into a raffle. Mm -hmm. uh, every student who enters are from their classes. So students, right. when they enter, they would have to give us the teacher's name. They also, if they if they submit or or their students, thirty of their students submit essays then they receive uh, an amazon gift card and the teacher with the most submissions uh gets a 150 amazon gift card and so trying, trying to encourage teachers to have their students participate absolutely I, I love that um well one other thing before we get into the prompts um we've talked about you know middle school high school and teachers can students that are homeschooled also enter absolutely and Thanks for bringing that up. We we reach quite a few homeschoolers, mm -hmm. and we're working to reach even more through an organization called Stoa and other student uh, uh, home homeschooling organizations. But absolutely, we we'd like homeschoolers involved. That's great. Yeah, one of the pieces of advice that I give when I speak to to homeschool families is use essay contests like this as part of your curriculum. This is a fantastic way for a student to to learn about economics or whatever the, the particular topic of the contest is. So that's, I really like that, that that's open to them. It, it gives the students an opportunity to go do some of their own original research, learn about a topic. I, I, I've had a lot of teachers say that they they assign it regularly. We also have some who say, well, we offer it to our students as an optional extra credit project. Uh, I can tell you, I regret not ever having my students enter when I was teaching because I thought it's a national contest. I taught in a vocational school. I thought, yeah, my students might not be able to handle this. Then when I read essays after uh, leaving teaching and coming to Stossel in the classroom, I realized Oh, my students would have done fine. And, mm -hmm. and I, it's one regret I have. Yeah. Yep. Well, and especially, you know, if you're, if you have a student in middle school or you're just like a first or second year high school student, 
this isn't your only opportunity. This is something that's been going on for many years. And so they're going to get better at it. Um, but if if they only wait till their senior year when they think they're going to be their their best, have their best ability to write an essay, well, they've missed a lot of opportunities both to to win potentially, but also just to get better. So I, I really encourage students to start these types of things as, as young as possible. The experience definitely improves your your future submissions, that's for sure. Um, we have two people who now work with John in his production studio who were Stossel contest winners. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. And it, we, we love it too. It's just such, it shows that there's more to it than submitting an essay or submitting a video and more to it than potentially winning prizes. There's, there's potential future here. That's absolutely correct. Yes. I, that's another thing that I tell people that I speak to when I'm talking about scholarships is that the money is only one piece of these types of things. There are lots of other opportunities that open up when you start applying for scholarships. So yeah, that's great. Well, let's talk a little bit about the essay prompts. You mentioned this year there are four different prompts. Um, I'll, I guess let me just read them and then we can talk a little bit more about each. So the first is the housing shortage, causes, solutions, and the role of government. And then secondly, my vision for 2024, presidential campaign priorities. Third, ticket dynamics, unveiling the economics of concert tours. And finally, the path forward, evaluating U.S. energy policy. So lots of really interesting options, very uh, timely right now. Um, you know, as as students are doing research for for whichever topic they go into and they're writing their essay, what kinds of things um, is the organization looking for in in their um, in their essays and their applications? We we like to see some research that shows the student has looked at the topic in depth and then is able to write a fairly coherent essay. If you're researching, let's say the housing shortage, there are plenty of people out there who are writing about it, talking about it, lots of different ideas and what causes it, how to fix it. We're asking students to just take a look, look at different points of view and see which makes sense to you. And, and write about that, explain mm -hmm. why your solution is the solution that'll work. And the same goes with Ticket Dynamics. Ticket Dynamics comes out of the headlines in the past year or two, yeah. um, namely Taylor Swift, whose tickets are selling for tremendous amounts of money. People are thrilled to get them. People are complaining about the cost, but it's, it's clearly an economics lesson in supply and demand. Mm -hmm. Yeah presidential campaign we've never even tried anything like that before we thought it would be too political but we we think students are talking about this in class or if they sure. aren't yet they will be and it's something for them to to look into and help them figure out what what are the solutions is more government dissolutions is government part of the problem we we as much as we're a you know, limited government organization that tries to get that other point of view into classrooms. We don't have a uh, defined answer that you must give us to me. If you write a good essay, we're we're okay with that, even if mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't agree with something that any one of us feels. Okay, that's and the, definitely and the, good to know. And the last was 
And we're constantly, by the way, we're constantly tinkering around with our rating rubric to make sure that it's it's more and more objective. Okay. And taking away any of those biases that are built in. Sure. Um, the, the fourth topic then is the path forward evaluating U.S. energy policy. And, and a friend of ours, Greg Remke, who work, works with uh, homeschool debate groups, hmm. had suggested this because it's in some national uh, homeschool debate organization something very similar to this is the topic and we thought this might appeal more to to homeschoolers but obviously energy policy is headlines too are we moving to all electric or what are we doing about the grid Uh, where do the battery materials come from there's a lot there and it's certainly something teachers can't cover fully in class right right way for students to learn yep absolutely well, um, again, going kind of back to the nuts and bolts of of the requirements, um, the essay needs to be between 500 and 1,000 words, correct? That is true. And that's for both the high school and middle school division? Yes. the I think the biggest issue we have is students saying, I can't get it down to 1,000 words. Yeah. And uh, in in some ways, that's good, right? You you you've been able to write quite a bit about it, but mm-hmm. well, I don't know about your experience in English classes, but my experience in English classes where teachers push students to write more, there's often a lot of repetitive uh, phrases and terms that mm-hmm. they can edit out. Uh, we hold them pretty close to a thousand words, but we also don't wouldn't count um, a uh, uh, citations page we don't count that unless they need it if your essay is a hundred uh 400 words and you've got a hundred word um citations page we, we count that we're, we're not overly uh, s- strict on that okay all right that's good to know um well speaking of citations page is it expected that the student will provide one not necessarily if, if okay. they can refer to a source within the essay, that's fine as well. Okay. So we try to be a little loose on areas like that because mm-hmm. especially in middle school, they aren't necessarily learning about citations pages sure. yet, but uh, we're happy to get them. We don't require them. Sounds but we good. do want we do want the material cited though. If you're borrowing from someone else, we, we do expect that to be cited. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Uh, and then just looking at on the website, tips for essay writers, very first thing, proofread your essay before it's submitted, submitted, spelling, punctuation, and grammar count. I can't emphasize that enough for all the students I work with is that even before they send it to somebody who may be helping them um, proofread, they should do that first. Yes, and you you make a great point. Having someone else proofread, we're not our own best proofreaders. We can no, find no. the mistakes that we know of. But there's there's certain things in in our own writing that we're sure is right and necessarily isn't necessarily. Uh, we all need proofreaders. Absolutely, it's good to let the, let the students know that too. Um, I, I I think that's crucial. Uh, we're, we're actually uh, hiring a curriculum writer now, and I'm looking at uh, cover letters and resumes, and quite a few of them have errors in them. Mm, yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean. When you write a paper, you know what you're saying in your head, but it doesn't always translate to the page. And even when you read it, you're you're not really reading it. You're taking what's in your head and interpreting that onto the page. So you need a 
you need a second set of eyes to to make those corrections to make sure what's actually in your head makes it to the page and then of course use the tools like uh, spell check and grammar checks just very basic things and and questions are easily answered on a internet search um, mm, yep. you know, I've, I've worked on my high school newspaper when i was uh teaching and it was interesting how english teachers would come up and say is this right the way i've worded this i'm like <laughs> yeah you could have just google that or well, not, i don't want to push google but yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah and i mean i you know i'm in the business of of helping students um write better essays and even i i rely on things like grammarly and um sometimes there'll be a, an esoteric piece of punctuation that just doesn't look right to me but grammarly insists it's right so i have to do a little research and find out oh this this is correct or um both might be correct. This is a little more common these days. Um, so yeah, yep, definitely rely on all the tools that are available. Yes. And it's not just for the essays, right? It's for life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That's for sure. Well, let's uh, shift gears just a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about the video contest. Um, this, unless I'm reading something incorrect, the essay contest is not open to college students, but the video contest is, is that right? That's correct. Okay, so that one is middle school, high school, and college. Yes, and uh, the the video contest we have separate prizes for, and John looks at a lot of the videos, and okay. he he said last year how surprised he was at how good the middle school videos mm. were. Okay, in, yeah. In some cases, they were better than high school and college. Wow. And maybe it's because the young kids don't have they they're able to explain it, but they also they're not inhibited necessarily by their uh, uh, oh I'm in I'm in front of a camera they're they're still out there having fun yeah, yeah. And those tend to be the videos that that get more attention the ones that are enjoyable maybe have a cute pitch to it but but not always sure uh, yeah well um, let's talk a little bit then what. What is uh, Stossel in the classroom looking for in the videos? Obviously, with an essay, we know things like spelling and grammar count, proper punctuation, having a nice flow. But for a video, you know, how how polished does it need to be? Does it need to have great production value or is it more the content? It's a good question. We, we certainly have a, a segment of the rubric that's based on content. But production value is important to help deliver that message that the student is trying to get across. So it doesn't have to be something that looks like it was professionally done. Mm -hmm. We've had stick figures. We've had uh, really some in-depth, great video out, out on site interviewing people in stores. Um, it's It's pretty wide open for students to be as creative or as uncreative, not non-creative mm -hmm. as they want. I think this one of the strong components though is is having a voice. And okay. and and you need to be able to have a voice or have somebody with a voice or we even have uh, had a lot of videos with animations and okay. computer generated voices mm -hmm. and that's fine too. Yeah. Back, background noise becomes a problem. Yes. And that's where some of the videos last year didn't really go over well with us. And 
there's a time limit on the video. If I'm not mistaken, it's one to three minutes. I'm going to see right? if I can find that. Yes, one to three minutes in length. One to three minutes. And what, what we've found in a couple of videos where students, instead of editing the video down, sped up the video. They used oh, uh-huh. Speed it up. And we, we had a little bit of an issue with that this past year where some of us thought that's obviously sped up way too much. And, uh -huh. and some of us said, well, that's production. You know, that's <laughs> the point of what he was trying to do. He wanted it to read quickly, you know, so... We let it go, and that, that's one of our winners, but I think uh, it went a little fast. Okay, yeah. Uh, and one of the things I'm reading here is that the video, instead of um, sending it as like an attachment or through through a portal, it needs to be uploaded to somewhere like YouTube or TikTok or Vimeo or a student's Google Drive, and then make sure that it's accessible to a third party like Stossel in the classroom. We've tried to make it easier for students and teachers to participate. When I when I took the lead of Stossel in the classroom, the only way students could participate, or or, or uh, even homeschool students, was a teacher or a parent had to upload it, and mm -hmm. it was just to one specific site. And we thought that's a little bit restrictive, especially if a teacher wants thirty students to participate or more. That teacher would have to upload every single one one right. by one and we've just created every option we could think of for uploading we, we're now using and as more options become available we'll open those up as well fantastic well as we said before the the prompts are the same whether it's the video or the essay contest um and then the the prizes on the video contest are also very generous there's uh first place in the three different divisions middle high school and college each get twenty five hundred dollars and then there are second place and further down the line awards so um, i think in the video that uh, mr stossel is in on the site he mentions that there's a total of twenty five thousand dollars in prizes this year yes and it's it's even over that when you count in some other prizes for teachers Okay. But we've gotten some nice letters from students saying, thanks, I never expected I'd get $2,500 for, for an essay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're happy for that. We're happy to give away the money. We've got some really generous donors who love to see that students are are taking an in-depth look and, and formulating some opinions after thinking critically about these topics. That's great. Well, um, Rob, thank you so much for for coming on the show, and thank you to Stossel in the classroom for the the contest that you have open. Is there anything else that um, you would want students who are considering applying to know, or just my listeners to know? I would say look at this this contest or these contests as a learning experience, mm -hmm. and then have fun with it. I yeah, think we don't relate learning to fun. But from the essays we've read and the videos we've seen, a, a lot of students do like to uh, turn it so that it's, it's a fun opportunity to go out and learn and then turn that into something that comes across not just academic, but like they enjoyed doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that when you're reading an essay, too. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely comes through. And I'm sure it also comes through in the videos as well. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Great. Well, um, again, Rob, thank you so much for coming on. Again, the um, the contest we're talking about is the Stossel in the Classroom video and essay contest. I will put a link in the show notes of the episode, but for anybody that would just like to go there directly, it's Stossel with, uh, well, three S's technically, S-T-O-S-S-E-L in the classroom.org. And from there, you just look for student contests. And and we have an easier an easier route than typing Stossel in the oh, classroom.org because that's a lot of letters for it sure. Is. <laughs> uh, so they can f- just type in SITC.org okay. and that'll take them to the Stossel in the classroom page. SITC.org. Perfect. SITC.org. And Dave, just one other point, if I can. You mentioned yes. that we had tips for essay writers. We also have tips for uh, videographers. Okay. And we've got a contests at SITC.org uh, email address for any questions that students, parents, teachers have. Excellent. Great. Rob, thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. And we'll look forward to uh, hearing who the winners are later in the year. Thanks, Dave. Would love love being here and uh, would be happy to uh, come back and, and talk about all winners. We'll look forward to it. Thank you. Thanks so much. If you'd like somebody to review your Stossel in the Classroom application, essay, or video, then check out my special offer on my scholarship application and essay review service. Use discount code Stossel to save 50%. I'll provide three rounds of review, feedback, and suggestions for your essay or video for the Stossel in the Classroom scholarship. Again, use discount code STOSSEL and click the link in the show notes of this episode to learn more.